Welcome to the Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, where it's all about, you guessed it, grant writing and funding made easy so you can increase capacity, grow funding, and advance your nonprofit or freelance mission. Now, let's hand it over to your host, grants expert and author Holly Rustic, so you can increase your funding and drive impact. Hey, Changemaker. Welcome to Grant Writing and Funding. I'm so glad you visited today. I'm your host, Holly Rustic, and I'm here to help you grow capacity, increase funding, and to advance mission. All right, guys, I'm super excited today, and I know I always say that, but I really am. Uh, This uh, guest I have on the show today is going to be talking about an aviation nonprofit, but not just about that, all right? He's also going to talk about where he's at with funding. So starting up his nonprofit in 2017, he's only been a couple of years out there now, has done amazing things, but has faced the wall when it's come to funding, right? So looking at ways to increase his funding. He also has a lot of challenges when it comes to federal grants, writing federal grants, and he said he has a stack of denials of grants. All right, so we're going to talk to Zach today, and this is going to be kind of like a quasi-coaching call, so um, please listen to the feedback that I'm able to share with him as well. And if you are a grant writer that is out there looking to volunteer at some places and get some win some grants under your belt, right, so you can start freelancing, he would be a great person to contact as his, his nonprofit is very grant-ready. All right, guys, so let's go ahead and break this down. It's a little bit longer than usual, but you will not regret staying on the on the podcast today because he gives some great, great just he gives amazing like throwdown quotes as well as just having some great questions and just seeing what he's done in his nonprofit will help you if you're running a nonprofit, if you're looking to open a nonprofit or if you're a freelance grant writer that is working with nonprofits. So really, really awesome. I just, um, we actually just finished the interview, so I'm kind of recording the intro afterwards because I wanted to kind of give you guys some sneak peeks into that interview, but he is absolutely fantastic, a great, great person, and just what he's doing is super cool, so you will be inspired, absolutely. All right, so Zach. Zach Winsome is the Executive Director of Youth Inspiration Nation, Inc., a nonprofit that is dedicated to providing motivation inspiration, and education through aviations. A lot of shuns, <laughs> But in a nutshell, he teaches little kids how to fly. Zach founded Youth Inspiration Nation in 2017, and it's been the most painfully brutal yet amazingly gratifying experience he's ever had. His favorite saying is, if it was easy, it wouldn't be any fun. And you're going to hear him say that today on the show. So if you have not subscribed already, please do subscribe so you get these weekly podcasts delivered straight to your inbox. Also, as we prep into the end of the month, we've been doing a lot of fundraising talk and we were going to talk a little bit about fundraising today as well. But get ready because next week is Thanksgiving. And as part of a great thing that I wanted to do as part of Thanksgiving, Black Friday and Giving Tuesday coupled together is... I'm launching my revised grant writing book. So if you want to be a part of the launch team, please check out what we're doing on social media. You can check us out on Instagram at Holly Rustic, R-U-S-T-I-C-K. Also on Facebook, uh, Grant Writing and Funding. So please do check out what we're doing as you will not regret it. I'm doing a pay it forward where if you get one of my books during launch time on Amazon that I will match it and also send out an ebook 
of the grant writing book to your nonprofit or person of choice. So please send me an email, holly at grantwritingandfunding.com to find out more information or definitely check out grantwritingandfunding.com to see what we're doing with that. That is the grant, the grants formula is incorporated into that book and it's a revised version of my Amazon best-selling book, Wish Granted. This book is now titled The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing, Tips, Tools, and Templates to Write Winning Grants. Yes, you do get templates along with this book. It is a workbook style. This book has also been um, required reading for university. It's also, like I said, it's reached number one in five categories on Amazon with the previous title. And we're hoping that with a new title, it even reaches more people as well as having the grants formula in that book and my personal story. So as a part of that Giving Tuesday Pay It Forward and also sales for Black Friday and just gratitude, I'm super, I've been talking about re redoing this book now for like, oh my goodness, it's been about a year or so guys. I'm sorry it took me so long. I had a lot of projects, but I'm super excited about launching this book. So please, once again, check out grantwritingandfunding.com for more information. All right, guys, so let's get into it today because we know Giving Tuesday is right around the corner, right? We know things are happening. It's all going on. So we're going to touch on several of these components in today's interview. So without further ado, doo -doo -doo, here's Zach. Hi, everyone. I'm Holly Rustig, founder of Grant Writing and Funding Podcast, and I'm here today with a special, special Guest. And I'm super excited you guys all are tuning in to listen to this. So on the podcast today and on the YouTube channel, so if you're watching or if you're listening, we have Zach Wunsom, and he is the executive director of Youth Inspiration Nation. Absolutely great. He's fantastic. He reached out to me a while ago, and I've been following him on Instagram and seeing all the really cool stuff that his nonprofit does. So thank you so much for joining me today, Zach. I thank really you for having me. Thank yeah. you so much for having me. So first of all, first of all, I wanted to let you know, I just wanted to thank you for everything that you do, not only for grant writers, but for organizations like mine. Uh, you know, when you're small, it's hard to make people believe and you wear many hats. And in my organization, particularly, I wear every hat from yeah. financial development, janitorial, I do it all, right? Mm -hmm. So I appreciate all the help without people like you we wouldn't be able to advance our missions. So uh, thank you so much oh, for everything so that you do. Thank you. I so appreciate that. Yeah. And I hear you as a one, I'm a one woman show too. So <laughs> I get it. But yeah. So and a lot of, and I'm, I'm so glad that you did reach out to me because, you know, and, and when I heard you, I was like, okay, what you're doing, this is really cool. And I was like, you could really, I think, relate to so many of the listeners out there. So as you know, the listeners for grant writing and funding, they are startup nonprofits. They're nonprofit right. executive directors as far as small organizations like yourself who do everything. You might have a small board and that's it. You don't have an employees or anything, you know, or they're grant writers looking or people looking to become grant writers. So I think it's so relevant for who you are and what your mission is, and then just being able to really relate to the listeners out there. So thanks again for, um, yeah, for coming on and, and sharing that. But thank you also for that. That's wonderful well, that I've, you know, it's good well, affirmation. We, we appreciate it. Yeah, we, <laughs> we appreciate it, you know, and, and I got to read your book, which was fantastic, by the hey, way. Thank and you. I, I did put it out there that when I read your book, I could tell that you walked the mile in my shoes. And that carried okay. a lot of weight because, you know, a lot of people say, okay, we'll do this and do that. but when you read it, you tell, okay, you've been there. 
because that door was closed in your face. That door was closed in my face. And this is a tough business. Yeah. At the end of the day, it's a tough business and it's passion and it's perseverance that's going to get you through to the other side. That's and right. you, that's you right. know that and I know that, but it's people like you that, yeah. that are going to help us make that Thank extra you. leap that we need to Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and you guys, Zach, but he's also on my advanced reader team. So he's referring to the book that is coming out in a matter of days, and that's The Beginner's Guide to Grant Writing, Tips, Tools, and Templates to Write Winning Grants. So thank you for reviewing that in advance. That's really great that you were able to do that, and then you'll get a free the free polished ebook for reviewing the book. So I'm really excited for that. But that means a lot because, yeah, I was in your position. I've been a part of different nonprofits. I serve on the board of directors for different agencies. You know, I have my own company. Like, I've started up lots of things from scratch. So I, you know, and I do try to share just the, the honest truth with everybody. Like, this is what it takes. And it's not as easy as it seems. Or some people will try to make it seem, oh, you just there's hundreds of millions of dollars out there. Just, like, go write a grant and you'll be fine. And you'll be set up and get, like, this bougie job, right? That's, like, super easy and control your own time. And I'm like, oh. right. <laughs> you know? So. That's, that's not the way it works. And I'll be honest, I might have I might have had a little bit of those misconceptions when I started. Not a lot. I knew it wasn't going to be easy. And one of my favorite sayings in the world that if it was easy, it wouldn't be any fun. And believe me, I'm having tons like of that. fun because uh, this is a tough gig. But we, we love what we do. We know that there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. For me, it's going to be mm -hmm. the success story of the kids that we serve. That's yes. my pot of gold. And, yes. Um, so, we, so we just keep pushing every day. That's that's what this business is all about. I love it. All right. So let's share about your business because I'm super excited about your nonprofit. You guys just came off a high. Your weekend was full. And I love if you're watching on YouTube, he's got a Halloween decked out behind him. Like, I love this. So we're just yeah. coming into Halloween weekend when we're recording now. We're like, yeah, tell us about your organization, what you guys do. And yeah. Some right on. First of all, that's uh, compliments of my wife and my kids. They love Halloween more than anything in the world. But uh, yeah, so we started Youth Inspiration Nation. We was founded in 2017 with the purpose of providing motivation, inspiration, and education through aviation. So we teach little kids how to fly in a nutshell. And we do that using static and full motion flight simulators. Now we do presentations for children of all ages from K through 12, but we specifically teach fifth and sixth grade students. And people ask me, well, why fifth and sixth grade? And they're at the most beautiful age at fifth and sixth mm. grade. Uh, in mm -hmm. high school, they're not as pliable as they are in fifth and sixth grade. <laughs> everything is still beautiful and everything is still mysterious. Now, when it comes to our equipment, we don't let the younger kids, because they like to push and pull and break the knobs and do everything yeah, crazy. Fifth and sixth. <laughs> yeah, they're a little crazy. So fifth and sixth grade, they're a little bit more reined in, mm -hmm. but they're about to make that transition to junior high and high school. Things are about to get more complicated. And now they're starting, the math is starting to pick up. Mm -hmm. And we get to do what we call a little bit of undercover learning, you know, so they're going to pick up some math and some physics, some science. And when we tell them, it's after they've learned it, we tell them, well, you just did some physics right now. You just did a math lesson. You just did algebra. And they're like, wow, I did. And I get to tell them, well, this is what your math, this is what you're doing in the classroom. This is where it's applied. So when you ask yourself, why am I learning this? Here you go. You can be a pilot. You can be an aviation yeah. mechanic. You can be an engineer, a scientist. Mm -hmm all of these different things. But for us, education, uh, aviation education is the tool of choice. It inspires. Mm -hmm. Our kids will be able to fly an aircraft before they can drive a car. And we think that's, that's so powerful. Cool. Ah. It really is. We think that's yeah. powerful as a motivator for their futures. If we can show them what they're capable of. You're a parent, I'm a parent. 
We spend most of our time telling our kids, no, put that down, get your sister out of the dryer, all these different things. <laughs> but in my class, I get to say yes. I get to push the limits of what these kids would normally be allowed to do in the adult world. And I get to show them that this is capable. You are capable of doing it, especially underprivileged children. Some of these kids, most of the kids, they don't have financial training. They don't, they don't learn lots of things in school. School is very structured. In my class, I get to go outside of the box. I get to talk about so many beautiful things that our program becomes truly special. And I'll give you a quick example. In normal flight training, when you do flight training, you do, let's say, a turnaround point. You do it over a fixed point, over a lake, maybe a buoy, maybe a rock, and you do a, a normal pattern. In mm-hmm. our class, when you do a turnaround point, you get to do it around the pyramids of Egypt or a fixed point on top of Mount Rushmore or the Taj Mahal, the Grand Canyon. So I get to teach these kids about geography. I get to teach them the history of all these things while I'm teaching them how to fly. So our program has so many things invested in it, so many lessons to teach that when I built this in my head, and I didn't do this by myself, I'm gonna get to that in a second. But when I built this in my head, I said, I can really change somebody's life. And if I can't, at least I can push you in the right direction to make mm-hmm. you realize what you're capable of. I don't care your economic mm-hmm. situation, where you came from, who you are, what you believe in. None of that matters to us. I believe in them and I want them to believe in themselves. That's what it all oh, comes I love down that. to. Man, I want to come try out your flight simulator and go over the pyramids. <laughs> so the cool. Yeah. I mean, I can see how this, especially like the grade levels you're talking about, how this would be so attractive to them. Like that's just, you know, it's just so exciting. And like you said, it's very thematic. So you can integrate this into so many different curriculums, right? So make it educational as well as inspirational. And that's just, you know, part of your your mission. So that's why it is. It, it, you know, it really makes sense. So like, Okay, so you have this, you've been around for a couple of year, years now. You said you were founded in 2017. Correct. And you have this amazing program. Do you have it after school for kids? Like, I imagine you're not taking your flight simulators to different schools. Do they come to you? Or how does that work? Maybe you do. I'm not sure. Yeah. Yes, we, we actually signed a contract with the Options Enrichment Program. So here we go back to the beginning is when you're young and you yeah. have a program like mine, anybody's program. It really doesn't matter who your nonprofit is, what you guys do. When you're young, it's hard to make people believe in you. That's right. job number one, yeah. right? You have to make people believe. So I'm dealing with kids. I'm dealing with parents. I'm dealing with school districts. Mm-hmm. So let me tell you, you have to go above and beyond. And everything we do has to be squeaky clean, who we associate with, how we approach people, and mm-hmm. the manner in which we approach people. So mm-hmm. that's a job all by itself. So we managed to get through first the elementary school, then the school district, then the options enrichment program then passing all of the insurance requirements and then reaching out and touching the community, speaking with the local mayors of multiple cities, speaking with the uh, leaders of uh, Los Angeles County, the different districts. So I really put myself out there in order to make people know who I am, what I do, what are my intentions, and most of all to be like, hey, we need help over here. So if you have some funding for us, discretionary funds, you know, we are, you know, we're looking for it. So I guess that part comes later because that hasn't happened yet, but we were able to make people believe up to this point, which is a good thing. And we just have to keep pushing. So, you know, inside the school districts, uh, when it comes to presentations, we can go Mm -hmm. to multiple schools anywhere in Southern California, basically a video presentation. It's high rev, it's fast, it's fun, it's funny, and that's good for any age. So, you know, uh, if, if you need something at your child's school, give me a call and, you know, we'll come and do something cool for you guys. 
Well, that's fantastic. So you got your foot in the door, which is important with the school districts. Yes. So you have that. That's a huge feat. So congratulations on that because I Thank totally you. get how hard that can be. And now are you able to charge then for what you do or is it a non-charge like when they come to do the, your simulations? Here, here's the thing. So with mm -hmm. options right now, everybody's watching and for us to make a good impression, we are doing this pro bono. Okay. okay, but there are mm -hmm. there are realities, and I want I want anybody who has a nonprofit to understand this reality, mm -hmm. yeah, especially if you're dealing with children. If you give your program away for free, zero dollars mm -hmm. and zero cents, and you expect people to show up every time, every day without fail, guess what? It's not going to happen because mm -hmm. yeah. people are not invested in it. Right? You pay mm -hmm. for ballet classes, you're going to ballet classes. You pay for karate, you better believe your parents are going to show up for karate. You give them something for, for nothing. They'll show up when they want to show up. If they show up, they'll come every third day, come every week. And it looks bad for you. It looks bad for your organization. Mm -hmm. It messes up your metrics. It, you know, uh, tons of things start to tumble from there. So it's something that I had thought of at the beginning. I spoke to somebody. That's one thing. If you're in this industry, reach out and mm -hmm. touch people just like Holly. Uh, you know, I wasn't scared to, to reach out and uh, make contact with her and ask some questions. Mm -hmm. But that's the nature of the game. You have to talk to other people, learn lessons mm -hmm. that they've learned already so that right. you don't have to make that same mistake. That's, that's very that. important. And so we reached out and I talked to somebody. They're like, hey, yeah, great idea. Your heart's in the right place, but free is not going to work for you. And I'm going to prove it to you. And he showed mm -hmm. me um, some things that happened from some other nonprofits. So that was a lesson learned before I made that mistake, which was important for me. Um, so you've implemented a, a fee then? So. Uh, for mm -hmm. the options enrollment program, options is already an after-school program. So uh -huh. the kids are there uh, regardless. They're already okay. paying options, okay? So we get mm -hmm. 20 of the options students and then everybody gets to come and see what we do and how we do it. So that was a big deal. But when our classes rock and roll at our own facilities, wherever we're gonna do it, if the school district gets involved, which is very much what we're looking for, we want the school district to offset the cost for the, for the students, right? right? So the school yeah. districts, they invest all this money. They have 200 and something million dollars just for the school district I'm speaking about, 200 and something million dollars a year allocated mm -hmm. to the school district. And what they do with it, you know, it going out for salaries and all kinds of things, but mm -hmm. they have programs. I just want to be the one to say it. Listen, they have great programs. I'm not knocking anybody's programs, but our mm -hmm. program truly inspires across the board. Okay. Mm -hmm. They want kids to raise grades in all these different, you know, science and math and all these things. We can do that. Yeah, I believe absolutely. That. Mm -hmm. I can do it. And, you know, let me, let me show this real fast. I didn't do this by myself. I started at this place called the Tomorrow's Aeronautical Museum. It's uh, located mm -hmm. in Compton, California. The mm -hmm. founder and executive director's name is Mr. Robin Peckrick. Uh, he's one of the most incredible men I've ever met. Uh, his accomplishments are crazy. He has over 26,000 hours of flight time, which equals, he's just about three and a half years of his life he spent in the oh. sky. So uh, he's amazing. He had the first mm -hmm. nonprofit in the United States that taught little kids how to fly an actual aircraft. Okay, oh, wow. he holds. He he had kids that came in there with bad grades, bad attitudes, and like uh, one kid came in there with a point four, not 4.0, 0.4. Oh, wow. Okay, mm -hmm. uh, mother drug him in there by his ear and said, "Hey, mm -hmm. he's hanging out with the wrong kids. He's not going to make it. He's going to end up in jail or dead if you don't help him." This kid walked out of there with a Guinness World Record as the youngest African American to circumnavigate the continental United States. 
Oh my so, gosh, I just got chills. <laughs> That's amazing. His, his compliments are absolutely amazing. So, you know, I was over there flying helicopters for a little bit and I'm watching the reaction. I got the help. I got the volunteer. I got the work for him. And the other kids, they want to be pilots and they want to be aircraft mechanics. And I said, I want to be that guy. Mm-hmm. I want to be the dude who inspires the kids. And I said, I, I got the personality for it, I think. People told me yeah, I should have been a teacher. And I was like, it, everything just started to click. And in 2015, something happened that made it possible. 2017, we just went for it. My wife and I invested everything we had, our personal savings, mm-hmm. which, which wow. a lot of uh, nonprofits, if they believe they've done the same thing, mm-hmm. put yourself in tremendous debt. Oh yes. boy, tremendous debt to, uh, to make mm-hmm. this dream happen. That's exactly what we did. All because one man inspired me. And mm-hmm. I want to be that guy who inspires the next great leader, great pilot, the guy who discovers the cure for cancer, whatever it may be, guy or girl, mm-hmm. because we believe in girl power too, very, very much. That's right. So right. yeah, I met your little daughter right before we started. She's adorable, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we, we we believe in that uh, wholeheartedly. Uh, we right, need more. Right. We need more girls out there doing uh, some tough jobs and some incredible mm-hmm. jobs and very capable. So. That's amazing. I love that story. And that's really, really important. Like you said, you bring up a lot of different things, actually. And that's, you know, part of like nonprofits and they start up and they go into debt or they're just like, okay, I think I'm going to start getting a salary before they do because maybe they don't realize how long it takes to get grants, how long it takes to get established, that sort of thing. Right. So it is a huge, it can be a huge risk. Right. And it can be, it always takes longer than you think it's going to take. And a lot of these most in most circumstances with any kind of business and if we always i always go back to say a nonprofit is a business it's just you're putting the profits back into the business right so for people to think oh it's not a business and ooh, business i'm i don't like business it's like you are a business you have to think of yourself as a business you need a business plan you need to think how am i going to actually fund this program right or the different programs that you have how are you going to fund your mission so as you're going through this, it sounds like that's what you spent a lot of time actually figuring out to do. Like you just didn't show up and say, okay, quit my job, starting a nonprofit. I'm going to make the same amount of money tomorrow. Like you understood a lot of these hurdles that you're going to have to go through and the realities behind that. As far as like, I even love how you talked about, you got to charge for something. Otherwise people aren't going to show up. And that's so true. And I see that over and over and over again. And even if it's the school district that's charging, they're paying for it, that sort of thing to help, of course, like you don't want to have vulnerable or at-risk kids, like they're not going to be able to afford it necessarily. But if you can have somebody compensate that for them, right, Uh there's some kind of value add still there that they will show up. Um, So that's, I love that you pointed that out. Now, as far as like, yeah, so let's go ahead and get more into now the funding part of your nonprofit. So yeah, it looks like you could have STEM funding, you're applying for grants, you're doing fundraisers. What are all the different types of strategies that you've developed? Well, I spend my nights, I've told you this, I've sent you this in emails. So I spend my nights, I'm up till usually three or four o'clock in the morning. Right now, my one of my favorite places to go is Grant Gopher. Grant yep. Gopher will give you, yep. even Grant if you Gopher's don't sign right. up, yeah, mm-hmm. even if you don't sign up, um, you know, and pay the fee, they'll still send you five grant new grants per day and sometimes they're the same grants it's okay you want to find things that are related to you so that's what i do i go out there Mm -hmm. and i then i just get to work 
And mm -hmm. for all of you new grant writers out there, if you've written something and it touches you on the inside, now this is this is something that I need to talk to you about as well, but if you've written something yeah. and it touches you mm -hmm. on the inside and you feel that it's gonna reach somebody out there, don't do that and start over again. Make sure you save everything you write. Make yes. it, this, this secondary thing to where you can start to mm -hmm. copy and paste. You don't wanna reinvent the wheel every time you start a grant. Okay, yeah. that's, that's bad news and that's right here first couple of months i'm like why am i doing this over and over again okay so yeah. uh, low learner here but um eventually <laughs> I got on, started started keeping things together and yep. so yeah every every night is the grant thing and so i have a stack of rejections let's okay. just be honest okay uh -huh. uh, a stack of rejections i just got one the other day we we applied for a spectrum not throwing spectrum under the bus the great people great company but um you always get one of those nice little letters or those nice little emails saying, you know, thank you very much. We appreciate your your uh, interest in our program. Unfortunately, we have too many applicants yeah. at this time. We cannot fund your program. And so I have a nice stack. Believe me when I say I have a uh, hundred times more uh, no's than yeses. In our two years of doing this, to this point, to this date, we have received two grants. Mm -hmm. Our very first grant came from Stater Brothers Market fantastic people. I made the people in the store believe. I made the company believe. But um, relatively easy application. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they didn't ask for too much, you know, and I got to kind of got to put my heart into my writing, very clearly put in what we want. So our first grant was from Stater Brothers. Our second grant came from the Awesome Foundation. Have you ever heard oh, of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Awesome yep. Foundation. Mm -hmm. They give you $1,000. Awesome. Uh, yep. uh, they mm -hmm. give away $1,000 every month. And um, we, we just sent over and they were like, you do what? And I got the phone call, you know, the next morning. Oh, I, nice. Morning, they said, you do what? They're mm -hmm. like, what? that's cool. They said, we had mm -hmm. stiff competition this month, but you guys do flight training for kids. You guys get the $1,000. That's so, amazing. You know, it, and yeah, that's amazing. That's the amazing foundation. Good for them. Mm -hmm. uh, great mm -hmm. people. So you don't know when that one is going to come. But here, so here's the question. For, for me, one of the scariest things right now is grant writing. It's a, a, a federal grant writing. Yeah. It's a whole mm -hmm. other animal and yeah. a whole new animal for me. And they're asking for things that we don't have, things that mm -hmm. I don't even understand. Okay. Mm -hmm. And as a small mm -hmm. organization, um, I, I can't afford to get a grant writer because they're starting mm -hmm. at $3,000 starting mm -hmm. yeah. to start to initiate one of these grants with no guarantee you're going to get the grant. Mm -hmm. How do we navigate through a federal grant you know because one of the first things we did was apply for the system award management sam yep um, yep first thing that we did as a nonprofit, and mm -hmm. haven't used it since we we go okay. through but you have it grants. we have it yeah. you have the cage code that's the important thing because yeah <laughs> that can take months like to get months. sorted yeah you know? yeah and we got we got through that and and everything it's literally a mm -hmm. different language to us because they're asking for metrics yeah that we don't yeah. have, we don't have years of breakdown. We don't have audited financials. Okay. Audited mm -hmm. financials are expensive. Number one, yeah. uh, we haven't broken the $50,000 threshold. So we're filing the 990 N. Yeah. Right? Uh -huh. uh, um, uh -huh. So where do we go from here? How, how do we, how do we make that step easier? Right. Okay. Well, there's a few different things and I appreciate that you've gotten your sand done. That's huge. Like that's, I congratulate you. So you're up to date. You have your grants.gov. You have all of that. So good on you. And the thing is, the audited financials, according to the federal government, it's only if you've received over $750,000 in federal funds in a, in a fiscal year. 
So you don't even have to worry about it. All you say is this is not applicable because we have not received blah, blah, blah. So that's what you have to put in that section. So that's pretty easy. Now, the other thing too is how much was your first grant? You said your Austin grant was 1,000. What was the other one for? It was 2,500. 2,500. 2,500. Okay. So you're in a hard federal position right now. If you, I'd like to see you get a f- more foundation grants or some more fundraising money, although don't discount federal grants completely, but it will help you. Right now, you've only received a little bit of money, and what federal grants really are looking to see is if you can manage that money, right? They can trust you. They have confidence in you being able to do that, and you have shown that a little bit, but it's not a lot of money yet, so you do, I know you don't want to hear this, but you you might want to look at getting more foundation grants and getting more fundraising money so you can say that you've managed more money. That's going to help you. The other thing you can look at with federal grants is partnering with another organization that has been around a bit more and has managed more money. So that way you can kind of be like a sub grantee underneath their umbrella. So that will really help you because they might have that robustness of saying, you know, we've managed federal grants before. So then you have that under there. So, and then they can just, you assign an MOU, a memorandum of understanding with them to make sure that you are that sub-grantee that operates some of the project work. So if you do know another nonprofit that's similar in your field that you would go after for some grants, right? And maybe they can even help you with the grant writing. So that kind of helps your other part of the question, right? Right. If you're going to be able to say, we can help each other so we can both do some. And then that way um, you kind of have that support as well. That can help you with getting some more grants just because you're showing they have the credibility and, and that sort of thing. Of course, you can go after smaller federal grants too. Not all federal grants are a million dollars, right? So there are some smaller ones that are out there that are for startups. So you can look at that. And all federal grants are very different in what they want. Some are very difficult applications to write. You know, they do, like you're saying, they, yes. they want all these pages, they want the logic models, they want the data management plans, they want all of this stuff, right? And some federal grants, though, are honestly not very difficult to write. They're more like a foundation grant. So it really depends on which one you're going after and what that that funding um, source is from, which federal agency. So you might look for, instead of looking for the you know, $600,000 federal grants, you might look for more of the lower hanging fruit, a $10,000 grant, $25,000 federal grant, that sort of thing. And that way you'll have a higher propensity of getting it because you're not asking for like so much out of your range of you've received before, right? And that's basically what they're looking for. So that might be part of what you do. The other thing is, I know you're applying for those foundation grants. Are you asking, they're giving you the feedback, you know, we've received too many, blah, blah, blah. Have you asked for any other feedback? Like, have you reviewed our grant? Can you give us specific feedback on what you're actually looking for? That sort of thing. I have not. I went the other way, believe it or not. I would write back to foundations who rejected us and say, thank you very much for considering our application. We mm-hmm. hope that you would not forget about us and consider us in the future. Uh, if there's anything that you can do, questions or anything, please feel free to contact us. So we wanted mm-hmm. them to know that after we got kicked, that we were going to stand back up and let you know we're right. here. We're, we're willing to get kicked next year when we apply again. Yeah, so you you might just want to ask and say, you know, if you had the opportunity to look over our application, can you please give me feedback on why it was not accepted? 
And you can still put in that part. We look forward to submitting again next year, but we want to be able to meet your priorities in the best way. Is there something right. specific you're looking for? And they, some of them will give you additional feedback. I've done that quite a bit. Yeah. And it, it's very, it's very helpful. I, I always do that, you know, with my clients, like, okay, they didn't fund you. Let's find out why, even if you got one of those generic forms and um, half the time they'll give you some more information and they'll be pretty specific. So they'll be like, well, yeah, you were just not funding this, er this geographic area this time, or we're not funding that specific thing. So you can find out a little more. Oh, okay. Now we know how to tweak it more for next year. And the right. other thing too, is with foundations, the general time, and this is what kind of sucks, this is why I say don't disregard federal grants completely, but just kind of look at the different funding a little bit differently, is it can be up to three years in a row that you apply before they even really give you a real look, yeah, right? They want to see because, if you're going to still exist. Yeah, you got state power? <laughs> they're like, you've only been around for a couple of years. They're like, we see nonprofits dissolve Correct. all the time. There's so many startup nonprofits that just don't last, just like regular businesses, right? It's like once you hit the what five-year mark, then you're like, okay, you got credibility, right? So the same thing with foundations. They may look at you and say, okay, they're pretty cool. Let's see if they're still around next year. And when you apply again the next year, they say, okay, have they done something different? And then the year three, they're like, all right. We're, now we're getting so tired of them. Give us some money, <laughs> like, you right. know. So, but then you get in their radar. The other thing with foundations too, especially in your geographic area, if you can go to like the chamber events, like the chamber of commerce, any right. other kinds of like those kind of association or networks, and even if you're a nonprofit, you're like, yeah, but Holly, that's for profit, whatever. Those people are on the board of directors for foundations, right? So you got to right. think, where are these people hanging out, right? Because they're not necessarily going to some of the same events that you're going to, right? So you want to say, where are they placing themselves? And then start going to those events and trying to network on that way, right? So maybe you could say, can we share about our nonprofit at your meeting or something? And then you can kind of like, you know, a couple of minutes in the front and network in that different kind of way. So it's really about placing yourself because foundations can be a lot more picky, right? With how they want to give money. Federal is totally different. That's a blind review, all of that jazz. But with your foundations, it's about who you know. It really does come down sometimes to who you know and how you can share your message. Mm -hmm. So if you can, even if you're going to conferences and national conferences on aviation, say some of those people that serve on board of directors for different foundations that might not be in your geographic area would, would attend those things, right? Because they're interested in that. Mm -hmm. um, so thinking about like, like, like even making a list and saying, where do these people hang out? Where, you know what I mean? Like, what do they do? And then even you can look on GuideStar a lot of time and find out who is on the board of directors mm -hmm. or just on websites. So you can actually see who these people are and get a little bit more information about them and say, mm -hmm. okay, what, if I was in their shoes, what would I really be looking for? And making sure your mission statement really does match theirs, right? So whenever right. you're writing that grant, it's always about, not just about our, our project's so amazing, but you're like, what are they doing? Why are they giving money out? And how, how do, are we the best people for that? How can we make sure that they see that we are the best organization out there to make their priority and their mission come into manifestation of reality, right? right. So how can we convince them that we are that conduit? And I think that's a way that many people don't think when they're applying for grants. They just want to say, we just want to like 
showcase all of our stuff, but it's not about that, right? It's about how can mm. we really show them that we can do their work, you know, because they're basically almost hiring you to do their job. You're like, this is what we want to do. Who can take it on? Yeah. So yeah, you're saying, this is how I can do that. Yeah. So I think right. that, yeah, that's one way to look at foundations um, and just keep applying, but ask for more feedback. Ask I'm if you can even, and ask if you can even, sometimes it'd be like, you know what, if you ever have a board meeting where you want us to bring in our simulator, I don't know how easy that would be or something cool that you guys do, right? Yeah. Let us know. Like we would love to show you and bring invite your kids if you want. Like we want to show you what we do so you can really have a hands-on experience and inviting right. them to your different things that you have going on, right? Be like, oh, you know what, by the way, we are in your, we're in your school district, you know, next month, if you want your kids to come out and try out our, our flight simulator or whatnot, right, then invite them down. So in a way, trying to develop a relationship, it's not just like once a year you, you apply to foundations. You want to right. think about how do I create a relationship? How do I look at this as a partnership? If I'm really invested in what they're doing, are you following them on social media? Are you commenting on what they put out? Right? You know what I mean? Like, how can you develop a relationship? That's very important that you mentioned that. I, I happen to be, we created a partnership. Um, well, let's just say a very strong relationship with our first responders. Um, Sheriff's mm -hmm. Department, Highway Patrol, um, Fire Departments. And I am now, awesome. you know, that you know, they give you a badge on Facebook. You're the top guy. <laughs> yeah. I'm the top guy for all the CHP in Southern California. Um, all the, uh, our, our local fire departments, the sheriff's department. I own all those badges, Ontario International Airport, who we're hoping is going to be so cool. our, our main sponsor. And I did that on purpose because I realized that if people, I, I don't care how they figure out who my name is, mm -hmm. how they find out who I am. I just need to get in front of the right person. I don't know. None of us know who that right person is or how we're going to trip over them. You know, <laughs> but you gotta, you gotta go through every single Avenue to figure yes. out, you know, life unfolds the way it's supposed to unfold. But if you don't put in the work, nothing yeah. is going to happen. And so right. put in the work all over the place. Don't just put in the work right here, put in some work yes. over there, put in some work over there. So what I mean by that, all your social medias, Go after mm -hmm. people you like. If you're going to approach this company and ask them for money before you go ask them for money, make sure you find their page and like everything they've done since they opened up, since the, every single thing from the very first post, go ahead and do it. The sooner, the better. Don't do it to where you talk to him today and then tomorrow night you go like everything right. and then they say, oh, he right. only liked it after he talked to us. No. Yeah. Make you stand early. Let right. them know I that you that. care because yeah, they, they, they're mm -hmm. going to look back and say, hey, that guy actually cared enough to go through mm -hmm. everything that we had. We have over a thousand posts and mm -hmm. he went and did everything. And that's the way mm -hmm. I see things. You know, if you're going to do something, do it all the way, make people, that's right. Make people know that you care. So with mm -hmm. as much passion that I have for this, I would have thought that I would get a lot more grants by now, but that's <laughs> not the reality of things. The reality yeah. is everything comes in steps. Um, like mm -hmm. I said, I learned a lot of things from your book and okay. here's one thing mm -hmm. that we changed. Um, our mission statement, is mm -hmm. always supposed to be on every application they, they want your mission statement, two to three sentences and, and bam and knock it off. Yeah. And our mission statement is youth inspiration provides motivation, inspiration, education through aviation. End mm -hmm. of story. And that wasn't cutting it. After I read your book, I was like, oh my gosh, because I have done it in the past. Who am I providing motivation, inspiration, education for? 
Right. I left out mm -hmm. a very big part. Who am I doing mm -hmm. it for? Children. What kind of children? Underprivileged children, tall children, short children. What am I doing yeah. it for? So yeah. like you said, be in your mission statement is one of the most powerful things that you can have. Put yeah. it all out there. Figure out how to put it all out there mm -hmm. in a small package in three sentences or less. And yeah. that's what I did. And I made sure that I changed the way that I do that from now on. That that was a game changer. So you don't mm -hmm. know where the information is going to come. You know, mm -hmm. I, I didn't know who you were. I'm not, I'm not, uh, you're not doing anything for me. You're not giving me any money. You're not doing anything like that. Right. I found you by, mm -hmm. by pure luck. You were nice enough to send me your book. I gave you an honest reading. I gave you honest feedback. And I mm -hmm. learned a lot of things from the book. And that's what was great. And I really liked it because when I read it, you know, you weren't talking at me or to me. You were having a conversation with me. And that's what I love. It was, it was a conversation from somebody who's been in my shoes, doing the things that I've done, made the mistakes that I've made. And it was an eye opener, you know, and just that little one right there, just that little example that I told you right there about your mission statement, mm -hmm. people can stop. They can read your mission statement and that's it. Yeah. Paper tossed that it happens more often than people think. So that yeah. particular, that little blurb, two, three sentences better be powerful. And it better mm -hmm. hit all the marks, and you helped me with that. So oh, awesome. that was a game changer. I'm so glad. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so glad. And yeah, just going off of that, and thank you for that um, so much. But um, yeah, going off of that is really important, right? So to have that set up as far as like your information, and you kind of touched on that earlier too, as far as like you don't have to keep recreating something. And that's what I go through the book too, right? Like this is your about your organization section have it all ready, have it together, even before you're going to go after a grant. And you can always pull from that. If you need to cut it down, you can cut it down based on the word count, right? Because every application is different, but at least you have it there. You don't have to keep, you know, redoing it. So th that founding part, your mission statement, when you were founded, all of that can just already be a cut and paste, cut and paste, cut and paste, right? So as long as it really speaks. And then you just go through and you know what your different goals are already. You know what your objectives are. So a lot of the stuff you can re, you know, utilize until you get the funding for it. So speaking, of, okay, so federal grants. So I do recommend, yes, you go after them. And yes, they can be a little bit difficult and you know jargony but when you start getting through them but start looking for something around 10 15 25,000 when you start winning those then go for bigger ones right so that could be something you could look at doing and even looking at stem i'm seeing stem all over the place right now like coming out for money and i feel like yours really integrates very well into a stem based approach potentially right so science technology Engineering Absolutely. and math, right? So it's very, uh, it's a very good tie. And of course, looking at anything with underprivileged kids, education, there's more money that you're going to see right now coming out on grants.gov because as we're recording this now, it's the end of October. So new fiscal year has just started. So mm -hmm. you're going to start seeing more and more grants coming out. The other thing you can do, I don't know if you do this on grants.gov, but you can have grants.gov email you. You can click for different categories of grants that you're interested in and they can email you, right? So then you don't yeah. always have to be digging through there every single day. Yeah, I haven't, so. I haven't done the email thing yet. Yeah. Because uh, it's pretty, I'm just telling you, it's, it's really intimidating. You get on mm -hmm. grants.gov, okay, there's one. And so I'll be honest with you, I've never even bothered to shoot for the stars and go after a okay. million dollars. Yeah, because okay. I already know. Because I, I start, yeah. you start looking through, and 178 pages deep worth of information. 
it is almost required. And I was like, okay, so I learned my yeah. lesson. I'm not so we, <laughs> right we lowered, lowered our standards, um, mm -hmm. came down, and they still seem uh, rather difficult, uh, mm -hmm. very wordy and requirement heavy. Yeah. And, um, they, you know, they're startling. So somebody like me, you know, being as honest as I am, mm -hmm. do I even do I even bother? My writing is great, but my but what they're asking for, you know, if the question marks are popping up, I'm not going to hit the marks. And I know that off the bat. So what is my solution right. next to spending mm -hmm. two, three thousand dollars on a grant writer? What is the, what is the next course of action? Well, the next solution, too, would be looking at getting more of those foundation grants, getting fundraising, doing services, and getting money in the door so then you can afford the grant writer if you want to do that in the future, right? So, and the, and the thing is, you've been doing a lot of foundation grant writing, so it sounds like you have something good on your belt. So that's good. You want to continue doing that. But at the same time, you want to think about what is the lowest hanging fruit, right? What's what's the easiest money to come in the door right now? If you have the simulator, which you, you do, yes, you have these different yeah. simulators. A lot, you just had a great weekend where you had a lot of exposure. Have you written press releases? Have you gotten on the news? Have you gone out there to kind of advertise and market what you have? That is going to be our next step. You know, I okay. believe it or not, I... I didn't really see myself in this position because by nature I'm an introvert and I never mm -hmm. thought that I would be putting myself out there and sitting in front of mayors and everything. And when I first started this, um, I was nervous. And then, you know, I would go to meet somebody and then my superpower would happen to be like, wham, and my hand would be soaking wet. Like <laughs> I'm about to meet somebody like the worst. And, you know, so I've now learned over the course of these two years that I'm good at what I do. Mm -hmm. um, I have a new confidence in, in who I am Yeah. and, and, and I've said what I've said and I've built it, you know, this is all my brainchild. So mm -hmm. I've built this up to where everything that I tell you, just like I'm speaking with you right now, it's just second nature now. Um, okay. I, I know where yeah. I'm headed and know where I want to do. And mm -hmm. I guess my next step, I'm not, I'm not a fan of being on camera. I'm not even a fan of being on camera right now. I mean, you know, it's <laughs> my face goes with the Halloween theme in the back, but, um, I know that I'm going to have to make that step onto the media. Right. It, it's inevitable for me. I, I cause it, it's the one thing that will take us to the next level. If I can right. make, I, I believe that I have the ability to make people believe in our program. When I talk, mm -hmm. I, I've lit up an entire room full of people. I put smiles mm -hmm. on their faces when I'm telling them about my program. They're like, wow, mm -hmm. we can see the passion that you have mm -hmm. for what you do. So if it's translating to people, I imagine it will translate to the public. And yeah. that's what we need to, to get to the next level. If we can't make the public believe, you know, it, it's almost, it's almost a lost cause, you know? Um, have you, you ever have dealt anyone... with... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. go ahead. Have you ever dealt with 21st century learning grants? 21st century learning grants? Uh, no. Mm -mm. Yeah, no, yeah. Mm -mm. A lot of people, they, they do a lot of STEM grants. They're, they're here in Southern California. Um, mm -hmm. It's just something I'm always yeah. curious about. It's uh, they they seem to be a tough cookie to crack, and uh, everybody mm -hmm. keeps telling me go through 21st century, and we went through 21st century, and they, they shot us down pretty fast. It was yeah. like a, a weak return. So uh, I I think maybe it's them I should call and ask uh, what I did wrong. <laughs> yeah, you know, and you never know. Like their board of directors might have just been meeting at that point in time, so you got they heard you heard back from them soon. So usually that's when they review grants. So. They have them at different cycles when their board of directors meet. So 
But um, also, do you have anyone else on your board of directors that, you know, it's always good for you, of course, but if you're really uncomfortable going out there and being in front of the cameras or anyone that on your board of directors that might be a little bit more um, of an extrovert that still has your passion? No, I'm, I'm the introvert, introvert slash extrovert of the group. Um, okay. I, I will tell you about our board member, you know, um, our president, his name is Mr. Adam Shabel. Uh, mm-hmm. He's our beacon of inspiration. Adam Shabel, uh, shortly after he was born, there was a mishap in the birthing unit and he lost his sight. So he's been blind mm-hmm. his entire life. And mm-hmm. his passion in life was aviation. It's always been since he was a little wow. kid. Mm-hmm. And his his um his knowledge about aviation is is quite impressive. And how we met was just the universe putting two people who probably needed each other in the same spot for whatever reason. And he is now we made him president of our organization. Mm-hmm. And his biggest dream in life was to teach kids. Uh, he used to teach blind kids how to navigate, and um, you know to be able to figure out how to be independent using their mm-hmm. cane and whatever it is. But he always wanted to teach kids how to fly. He always wanted to fly himself. And um, when I when I met him, and his passion, he just doesn't say no. He just doesn't quit. He didn't. He doesn't make excuses for his blindness. So mm-hmm. he just out there. He's still pushing it. And he's like, I, we want to teach. We want to teach. So we made him president. And he will be, as far as we know, he'll be the first blind instructor, blind flight instructor in the That's world, amazing. as far as I know. But definitely the uh, United States of America. So That's and. So cool. uh, yeah, we're also going to try and get him a uh, Guinness World Record to be the first blind pilot to navigate the uh, continental United States. So we're working on it that one. Wow, that's so amazing. We that got big goals. Great. Big yeah. goals for us. Yeah. That is. So um, the other thing I was thinking was, okay, so if you go out there and you do the press and the marketing, then of course you already need your plan developed as we're going to offer these classes. Maybe you are going to charge for some of them, right? Because you, yeah, your mission is to serve underprivileged kids, but you can also make some money serving the privileged kids, if you will, as well. And you know what I mean? And after that's a huge value for a lot of kids that do want to learn this. Or can you even give CEUs or anything like that for flight instruction? Or is that something you could look at doing? Or it's are not, able it's to? something we can look into. But mm-hmm. we have, uh, we've already had offers from, from cities, uh, our local cities here, uh, specifically the city of Laverne. They wanted our program in there. And we know that we would charge each mm-hmm. child. It would be $100 a week. That's two hours a day after school. That's only $10 an hour. That's less than Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's really and inexpensive. So $100 a week. It's an eight-hour, it's an eight-week program that we have, mm-hmm. and so it's really beneficial. You get to do all the cool stuff, and if things work out right, we'll be putting a three-point-three million-dollar facility at mm-hmm. uh, Brackett Airport here in the city of Laverne if we play our wow. cards. Wow, that's so have, amazing! Uh, yeah, we have big things, you know. But once again, it comes mm-hmm. down to funding. So you know, yeah. uh, listen. Step one is the dream. Yeah. Everybody yeah. says, "Oh, yeah. you're a dreamer and you're full of it and all that stuff." Step one you is gotta, the dream. you gotta have a dream. Yeah, you gotta mm-hmm. have a dream. Step two, go big or go home. Okay. Yep. If you're gonna yep. have, if you're gonna have a lame dream or a weak dream, you know you're wasting your time. Go big or go mm-hmm. home. That's Step right. Step three is work your butt off, right? Mm-hmm. If you're not willing to work your butt off, then you don't want the dream bad enough. That's mm-hmm. the bottom line. So if, like I said, if it was easy, it wouldn't be any fun. Everybody would right. be doing this. So I'm working my butt off. I'm dreaming as big as I can. We want to mm-hmm. open a facility that's. Uh, I can't even tell you about it because it's kind of. It's the secret right now. It's so amazing mm-hmm. that nobody has anything like it uh, as far as we know on the planet, but for what we're using mm-hmm. it for. Um, mm-hmm. So we're, we're trying to hit all the marks, you know? Okay. And, um, 
Well, that's good yeah. then that you have another way to bring in some money is through charging these other, you know, kids or people or adults even, right? So getting that stream coming in and then doing the marketing behind that to really go out and get people to have that service. Um, and then of course your grants. Now, another thing you can do for federal and for foundation grants, um, that's another option is if you have, um, if maybe you connect with, especially it would be really neat to connect with like an aviation university and get interns, or you can get volunteers, right? And then that way, maybe you um, then, you know, there's grant writing courses. Uh, I have some, <laughs> but you know what I mean? There's also grant writing courses out there that you can find. And then you can just spend a few hundred bucks and say, here's an investment into that. Learn how to do the grant writing. Also work on doing grants. And that's something, and a lot of people don't do that with volunteers or interns so much, right? They just think, oh, I, and then it becomes more of a burden actually having interns and volunteers because you don't really have anything structured for them to do, but they're going to stick right. around a lot more, especially a lot of people want to learn grant writing. So if you give them the tool to learn the grant writing and then say, I expect you to write X amount of grants or find X amount of grants and then write some, right? For um, their internship or just as a volunteer, like a lot of people are willing mm -hmm. to volunteer if they're also going to get that learning experience in return right? Instead of just grabbing coffee right. or whatever, like, oh, they're going to learn how to write grants and you're actually going to write grants. So that right. can be a way to kind of say, okay, um, you know, to get somebody in the door without having to pay the big fee of hiring a grant writer, right? Who's actually had more experience, but they can get in the door and get the experience and knowledge and then start writing grants for you too. So right. that might be some kind of um, option. And I would love That's that information. Thank you. Yeah. yeah, it's worked really well. I've even used it for my business. You know, I've had um, interns come in, do my social media, like help out with social media, help out with my graphics, help out with stuff like that. And then I have them, um, I hire them as consultants, you know what I mean? So once they get through right. their, their hours, if they're a good fit, right? So, I mean, interns are amazing and they're looking for hands-on opportunity. They're looking for these kind of skills, right? And especially mm -hmm. if they're already like in aviation, it's interesting to them, but they're going to get grant writing on top of it. I remember my brother, he went to um, Embry-Riddle in Arizona. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's an aviation school. So yeah. yeah, you could definitely, there's different places, I'm sure in California too, right? Um, yeah. Or even just regular schools that have like writing degrees and they want to learn grant writing, right? So yours yeah. would be an interesting case. So that's, that's definitely so. an option. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, I didn't tell you a piece of the puzzle that we have uh, right here, we have Mount San Antonio College. Um, it's down the street from us. They have the one of the, the largest aviation department in oh, Southern perfect. California. And we, we partnered up with them. So that's the one thing I didn't tell you. So when our kids finish our eight-week program, the mm -hmm. commercial flight instructors or the CFIs from Mount San Antonio, they come by and they give each one of our kids actual documented flight time. In fifth and sixth grade, they're getting documented flight time that they get in that's their own so personalized cool. logbook that they get to keep with them for life. That, that mm -hmm. the, the hours never go away. And it's not, you know, they're not getting it now, they're getting like 0.1 or 0.2, but still, mm -hmm. it's a start in their aviation career for whatever it is, if they want to take it up as a hobby. But yeah, you just gave me, a, see, you just gave me another idea because if I've already partnered with the university. Yeah, that's me, perfect. On San Antonio College. Um, yeah. yeah, I should definitely go and find somebody there who's, who's working on a, a writing degree and who wants to do some, some internship because, you know, we can give you the credit. That's uh, right. That's, that's right. Yeah. And you can, and then you, they can really help out. And the other thing too is you can start looking at, okay, if you're already writing these grants, maybe you do take one federal grant and say, okay, I'm going to 
take it apart. I'm going to work on just this for now, right? And then instead of hiring a grant writer, you can maybe hire a grant writer just to review what you've done and give you feedback. So it's not the huge one of writing the whole thing, but it's a part of, you know what I mean? It's a lower amount that you can get. I didn't know you could hire a proofreader. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, a lot of grant writers, um, you know, we, we do that a lot. We, we just do reviews for people who are like, hey, can you just look this over and see what I'm missing or if I'm missing anything or add or give me feedback. And then, yeah, it's like, okay, sure. And then that's just like a couple hours sometimes, you know what I mean, to find somebody's time. So you can find grant writers in many different places. And I can even reach out to my students who I've been teaching, you know what I mean? So if you want... There's also grant writers on Upwork. That's a great resource that you can find different people and they put their portfolios up there. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, so it's kind of like Fiverr, but a little bit more. I like it a lot more, actually. I, I built my website through Upwork. Upwork, um, yeah. I, I okay. found one of the greatest people ever. And, and she's it. the one who got me up and running. And she did a fantastic, you see my website. She did a fantastic yeah. job. Yeah. 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 So there, there's other options as far as like those high costs, like you're saying, but it is good for you as the executive director to understand the federal grant at some point, And you're going to be working on bits and pieces of it or overseeing it um, and putting it together. But there are some out there. I tell you that they're not as crazy, you know, or overwhelming. And it's just starting bit by bit. And a lot of it with any grant, and this is what I tell everybody, it's, it's the same stuff, right? It's the same framework. So when we're looking at about your organization you're looking at your how to do your research how to do your needs right you're doing that for foundations anyways it's the same thing with federal grants you're looking at your goal your objective you're putting a timetable in you know just making sure you have your resumes attached so it's just it's really sometimes ask for more information it's the financial side but what you can also do is email that program manager that's listed on the funding opportunity announcement. So when you get the FOA, when you download, okay, how am I supposed to write this grant, right? You download the FOA and then you, they have a point of contact, which is the program manager. And they're usually very accessible as far as many people don't actually contact them. They oftentimes even have their phone number there and you can ask them information. Like I email them information all the time. Like this wasn't very clear. Is this what you're talking about? Can we do this? Blah, blah, blah. Yes. And they're really great at responding. So that's another person. If you said, you know, look, this is our situation. We don't understand what this financial capability part is talking about. Like, you know, can we just send our fiscal policies and procedures? Like those are, you know what I mean? Like that's what we have. And this is how much our profit and loss statement is or whatever our annual report, right? We just, we just submit mm -hmm. this they're gonna be able to give you that information that's specific to that grant. So any of those questions that you have at that point, you can reach out to them and they will be more than willing most of the time to get back to you. So right. that's another resource. I don't know if you've utilized that or not, or when looking at federal grants, but. On occasion I've called, you know, just, just to touch base. If they give me a phone number, yeah. nine times out of 10, I, I just want somebody to know who I am. Like I said, mm -hmm. touch. That too. Yep. Every every little button that we can push is, is something. So I just want people to know who I am. Be like, yeah. hey, this is who we are. And most people are like, oh wow, you do what? So I get a lot of that, and it sounds yeah. great. But you know, um, we must be doing something wrong because we have, like I said, we have a, a lot of rejections. And uh, my writing, uh, you know, everybody says my writing's incredible. Like when I write, I'm writing mm -hmm. from the heart. I'm not doing. Mm -hmm anything mechanical, it, everything is coming from the heart. So if you read it, it's like I said it. And I don't mm -hmm. know if that's my mistake and I should be more mechanical because that's just not the way my mind is wired. Right. 
Yeah, um, mechanical flowery, long flowery, I, and I haven't re read any of your writing. Um, a lot of times when you when we translate our heart into something, it comes across as two grant reviewers as very kind of flowery and they're not really getting to the point, right? So that might be, I don't know, you'd have to look at that, but some of it you do want to have like, okay, we need to have some kind of idea behind here. But going to where the criteria is in the funding opportunity announcement is what reviewers are looking at. So the other thing you can consider, and yet another thing, is to apply to be a federal grant reviewer. Because be in, in your district you or in your area of expertise, you might be able to be selected to be a federal grant reviewer. You are going to learn so much about how to write a federal grant by being a reviewer. And you get paid, which is a nice wow. part thing. Wow. But yeah, I always recommend people do that. And every time people get, they're like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited that I did this because they learn so much. And what they do is, because um, I've been a grant reviewer for years now, I love doing it, right? Like I'm always learning. And plus you get to see all the cool projects that are out there and, and you get to say, oh my gosh, this is what I'm doing wrong too, right? Because you look at it, but they look at, okay, this is the criteria. You have to score on the criteria. It's not about the heartstrings. It's not about any of that. It is about, did they answer these questions? Did they answer it well? So, and right. if you can say yes to that, then, and you can have, and then they even have to write sentences, like these are the strengths and full sentences of why it's a strength or why it's a weakness. So, and then right. they get together and they have to actually then kind of, you know, fight it out. There's usually three people on a panel with a chairperson that oversees it. And then they kind of have to figure out where the scores lie then. So if someone gave them a 10 over here and someone gave them a zero over here. They kind of have to come to a different middle ground of some sort, but that's why they have to write all those sentences, but you're going to learn so much. So I would highly recommend you go to the different federal agency websites and see, and they usually have like peer reviewer, grant reviewer, that sort of thing. And you can apply just because it's your area of expertise, right? So maybe you're doing that more in the federal aviation side, right? Or those kind of grants. And you're looking at that, that sort of thing, whatever your background is. And you'll be surprised, you could get easily selected as a reviewer, get paid, and you'll be reviewing grants and learn so much about the federal grant process. That is a good avenue to go down. I, I would love to see, I've never seen anybody else's work. I've only seen what it takes. I've never seen okay. the result of a, mm -hmm. of a grant. And yeah, uh, that would, would be, be really great. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing too, is you can always, um, if you're partnering with your different organizations, right, especially if you're looking at writing a grant together, that's a great way to learn as well. Um, sometimes other organizations that have won grants that you're looking at going after, sometimes if you have a good relationship with them, they're willing to share their grant that they wrote that got awarded to help you out. So you can kind of have a framework. So that's very helpful when you have those kind of relationships as well to kind of see what is what does a federal grant really look like, right? But definitely, yeah, I mean, send them to people that are willing to review them for you that have seen federal grants and just, you know, it's just one of those things like getting your foot in the door. And I don't, you know, you guys have a great history. I really think you guys would be very competitive to get federal grants and to get foundation more, get more grants and also just these other avenues of funding. So always thinking funding diversity, right? And that's right. where you... Uh, love that that's where you're coming from too you're like okay we can you know have these services that we can have available for our cost we're working with the schools to funnel money in that way we're working you know on these grants as well to get money in the door but also looking at fundraisers and of course crowdfunding so you're doing a great job on getting your social media built up and getting your message across so that's really really great so really finding those individual donors 
who you've already connected. You've already talked about these individual people of inspiration, right? So trying to find those individual people too that have money in their pocketbook and are willing to give to you annually, right? So do you have any kind of annual drive like that for individual donors? We, we haven't done that yet. So we, we did have a, we had a GoFundMe. We made, uh-huh. uh, I think we made $75 in four months. And I think yeah. 50 of that was That's- from me. So uh, <laughs> that is... That is basically how it goes, you know. So friends and family are, are kind of tough. Uh, my last name mm-hmm. is Wen Sam. Uh, it's a Chinese last name. I was adopted the day after I was born. So, um, you know, my parents wow. kind of, they, they passed away when I was uh, pretty young. But I, so I really don't have that that friends and family, you know. I don't have this whole mm-hmm. background mm-hmm. of people to go to. I have my family, my beautiful wife and my two daughters. Mm-hmm. Um but that's about it, you know? So when mm-hmm. I'm reaching mm-hmm. out there, social media only gets you so far. And people see it the word does, yeah. donate, you know, um, that scares people off right there. Even what's funny, Animal uh, Amazon Smile is mm-hmm. one of the greatest tools that you can have out there. Of course, they only give you 0.5%. So you make five, you make $5 for every $1,000 somebody spent, right? Mm-hmm. It's kind mm-hmm. of rough way to make money with Amazon, but it is a way. And mm-hmm. people are even scared of that one because, you know, you have to enter your password and they think it's something All different, right. even though it's the same Amazon. So mm-hmm. social media is tough. Um, crowdfunding is tough if you don't have a base because it's the base that gets your message out to everybody else. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, so for me, I don't know. I don't think I have a unique situation because I know there's pr- plenty of startups that are in the same place that I'm at. But mm-hmm. for me, my only answer that I can come up with is that I, got to get out there in front of the media you know mm-hmm. i gotta start mm-hmm. hollering at people uh you know not just regular people i want the uh, the ballers and the flexors the guys holding the stacks of cash drive around the ferraris the uh <laughs> the athletes we want everybody I, i'm gonna right. i'm gonna tackle everybody if i gotta go after people by name that's exactly what i'm gonna do but mm-hmm. You know, but I, I would like to see that set up where you have like, okay, this is how much it takes to sponsor a kid. You know, would you be a, you know, a sponsor then for X amount of kids so they can do this? You know, those kind of things. So when you're at those rotary meetings or that chamber of commerce, you already have like an easy call to action that people can pull up their checkbooks and give if they want and at least give them the ability to be a part of it, right? Have, give them the ability to participate instead of just like donate. It's like, well, donate to what? You know, if you give a thousand dollars, this helps X children or five thousand, whatever it is, right? You have that already built up, and then that way um, they can be a part of that, right? So looking at okay, that's how we could have corporates maybe come in, or have corporations they get their logo on your flight simulator, and they get something, right? They get the a private day for their corporation to bring their kids out, you know, their annual company picnic, right? Maybe yeah. you could pitch to corporations like that. Like we could be that. And this is the, this is the amount for that. And then your logo goes on, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So, but we would be your main thing at your corporate picnic. I mean, that might be something, but I'm, I'm trying to think of all the different, so individual donors, how can they help corporations? How can they help educational institutes, you know, and putting all of these different kind of entities of where money would come from and then how would they give, like what's their main call to action, right? And then you can easily also track all of that for your grants. So then you're saying we have X amount of sponsors and we have X amount of this and this is, you know what I mean? Then it all starts building up your portfolio and your credibility. So have you kind of identified all those different streams 
we we've touched base on some of those streams mm -hmm. you know uh, mm -hmm. approaching corporations as far as what we can do for them and their children that yeah. was something that you know, we thought of right off the box uh going through we, we have you heard of OneDrive? it's from google OneDrive. you know it's a call mm -hmm. to action um mm -hmm. so they have they host different nonprofits from around the world um we started that Mm. And that didn't get a very big response either. It's almost the same concept as crowdfunding. Uh, crowdfunding. It's the yeah. same concept. So mm -hmm. that one was kind of hard to get out there, but we're looking to do it on a bigger scale. Hopefully by the end of November, we will really have everything that we need in place to really mm -hmm. put ourselves out there. And, uh, you know, one of those things is say it, it takes money to make money. Um, yeah. So we need to build money right now so that mm -hmm. we can have enough money to advertise because if we don't have a base, then we have to do paid advertisement. And that's when we really get people yeah. out there. I mean, I would say right now, just try to get into those meetings, try to get those networking events, try to meet people, you know, one-on-one -on -one in person and send things out to the media because they're always looking for things to talk about, right? And to highlight. So just trying to get free advertisement as much as possible right now. So like when you said, then you get more people in the door, then you can kind of put your, your, your word out there. Right. But, so um, I'll give yeah, you, this is I'll give you a newbie question mm -hmm. as kind of yeah. a new guy. So I told this to somebody before, and this it still holds true today. That it'll show you how new that I am. I've never written a press release before, and I went out and I started okay. looking on the internet, and they have these uh -huh. people that well, we'll do your press release for five hundred dollars. We'll send them to five thousand different venues and this paper and that paper for. And I was like, well, I'm not going to give you five hundred dollars to send out a press release. Actually, no. I only want Channel Seven yeah. and maybe Channel Five. Uh, how uh, I've never done it myself. So how does one go okay. about doing? Something? I'm gonna, I'm gonna send you, um, and I'll put in the show notes here my link. I did one on how to write a press release, and I give a free sample downloadable. So okay. you can have that. And then I had I interviewed Nikki R. Jones on the show, and she's a press release like queen who's been doing it with her city somewhere um, in New York forever, and she gave a great breakdown on how to approach different news stations and everything like that. Mm -hmm. So she's fantastic. So I'll give you links to that so you can have those because, okay. yeah, those we already have a free sample for you describing it, and then we have an expert talking about it. Sure. So don't be spending have, 500 bucks. Like, yeah, use, yeah you can definitely it. tap into those. Absolutely. Yeah, it can be. Awesome. It's very simple. Yeah. Yeah, it's very simple and it's just like getting your name out there. So yeah, so the right. press releases, that's great. That's a really simple writing. Pulling in interns then or volunteers and giving them some kind of training would be really mm -hmm. good for you to help build up your, um, and just feel like you're not doing it alone too. Like they can, and I love even tapping into these interns, right? Because they're like Gen Z, like, you know what I mean? They have a totally different perspective on how to do things, which is really interesting right. to me. Like, I love it. So I love pulling them into your, and there's like, well, this is how you really communicate with people nowadays. And actually the Generation Z millennials, they're big givers. Like they really are. They like to serve, you know, they like to give. They're, back, they're actually yeah. an interesting population. So um, that would be great to get them in the door. And then of course, taking your federal grants, just one step at a time, applying to be a federal grant reviewer, you know, and just, just, yeah, one step at a time. And if you have any questions, you can always holler at me and you can always like, once again, to get back from spending, you know, a lot of money on grant writers, just hire somebody to review a grant. If you really feel like you, you would benefit from that so they can give you feedback. So right. those are the tips I can give you today, but I feel like you're going in the right direction and you're right. definitely, I mean, you're definitely going in the right direction. You're just at your tipping point. And if you've ever read the book, um, The Compound Effect by Darren Hardy, I don't know if you've read that book, but I, it's a I fantastic am. book. 
Okay. And it's all about, it feels like you are, you're doing the work, you're doing the work, but at some point it's going to compound and then it, there's a tipping point, right? And then there's an exponential kind of results. And I know it's hard to keep in our mind when we feel like we keep putting out, giving value, giving value, giving value, and not get anything back and expecting that tipping point to happen before it does, but it will happen. There's that, it just will, right? You know what I mean? So it's a part of like, yeah, keeping that in our minds and, and just realizing that it's going to happen. It's probably not going to happen as fast as we want it to, but definitely all of these, these things that you do every night applying for these grants, you're learning, like there will be a tipping point. So I really admire you for being consistent and being just committed fully to your nonprofit. So I can't wait. I would love to have you back on the show in like six months and just to hear about, yeah, hear about where you're at there because I really feel like it's going to be a, a big difference in your journey. Right. Yeah. So I would anything love else that. I can I help you? Oh, oh, but of course, please share. Where can people find you? I want them to see Absolutely. Awesome yeah, check us yeah. out on our website at inspirekids.us. You can check us out on Instagram at aviation education for kids, aviation education, the number four kids, but mm -hmm. just type in youth inspiration nation. You'll find us on Facebook or Instagram. And uh, we get to share kind of the stuff that we do. You know, we don't have a whole bunch of content up there, but we just want to inspire anybody who comes across our page. So if I had uh, something that I could tell anybody, my two favorite sayings in the world, number one is whether you believe you can or you cannot accomplish something, either way you are correct. So that. if you're going to do something, get out there and do it. Don't give yourself excuses. When you get kicked, get up. Mm -hmm. When you fall, get up. When you fail, get up. When they tell mm -hmm. you no, get up. Just keep going because something's going to give. Just like Holly said, something's going to break. Mm -hmm. And uh, just her telling me in six months, we can't wait to see. In my mind already, I, I can't wait for six months because I know something amazing is going to happen. That's so right. just keep on, keep on working. And the, mm -hmm. second, the second thing somebody told me uh, is, is three words. Thoughts become things. So Love if it. you thought about it and you're to the point where you started a business, you're already halfway there. You're over halfway there. Mm -hmm. Don't yes. give yourself an excuse to quit and just, just keep going. You know, life is a journey and we're, we're all having fun. So make a difference. Get out there and make a difference. That's why we're doing what we do. Oh, I love it, Zach. You're awesome. So and any of you listeners or watchers and you're out there and you're saying, I want grant writing experience. I want to volunteer for somebody. Contact Zach, please. He would I'm sure he'd be more than happy to we, take we, you we on. We'll yeah, it. you can see he Thank has you. a great, great, great program, wonderful nonprofit and definitely going places. So if you want to be a part of that, contact Zach. Um, I'll have his information also in the show notes. So please do check that out. And um, yeah, and you have a crowdfunder coming up. Tell us about it real quickly before we get off. Uh, we'll be Tuesday building our crowdfunding. Giving, yeah. mm -hmm. uh, giving Tuesday, yes. We look yeah. for us on Giving Tuesday. We will have something set up. It's in the works right now. And uh, I kind of didn't have my stuff in front of me. Everything, my whole life is on my computer, like a lot of you. Um, we'll have we it in the show notes. Sure. Yes, you'll <laughs> yeah. have it in the show notes. Everything will be there for you. And please support us on Giving Tuesday. We promise we won't let you down. It will be your kids and your kids' kids that we're going to be here to inspire. Um, we're going to help them change the world. We're going to help them look at the world a little bit different and, and uh, you know, make this a, a better place and a fun place. We want our kids to be skilled and have fun and be inspired. 
That's not right. sit at the same desk and be bummed out every day. We want to do something cool. <laughs> All right. Have your kids fly over the pyramids of the Giza and all this fun Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. Awesome. All right, Zach. So thank you so much for coming on the show. I so appreciate you being on today. And I can't wait to hear you again in six months. Hear from you in six months. Thank okay. you so much for having me, Holly. This has been amazing. And uh, thank you for everything you do. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Awesome. All right. We'll see you next time. Okay. Take care. All right. Bye-bye. Do you want to join the Changemaker Tribe and get courses, downloadable checklists, samples of awarded grants, behind-the-scenes live Q&A with myself and the Tribe, and discounts on grant services? Be sure to join the Changemaker membership at www.grantwritingandfunding.com forward slash membership. Thank you for listening to this Grant Writing and Funding podcast. I hope you've enjoyed your time. For more questions, email holly at holly at grantwritingandfunding.com or visit www.grantwritingandfunding.com.